Well, welcome back to Hot Topics Live, hashtag podcast. We are back. It's been a minute, um, but you are not going to want to miss this today. So stay tuned because we are going to be talking about cryptocurrency and we're going to find out if it's totally a scam or if we're missing out on something that we need to be a part of. So stay tuned. But before we jump into that and my amazing guest, I want to remind you that you are amazing and that you deserve to be living the best life possible. And it's all up to you to make that happen. And you can do it. We'll talk more about that later with some tips, tricks, and strategies of how to change your life for the better. But next to me, I have my very special co-host, my number one, Gloria Goldberg. Thank you so much, uh, Kia, to be here today. It's an honor, you know. This is like uh, the show for me is very close to my heart. So I'm so happy, excited to be here and to learn about crypto because I know very little about it. So that was a good call for you to invite me today. I thought you would like it. (laughs) I thought you would like it. Um, And for those of you who are missing Matilda, don't worry, she'll be back. She had some family stuff she had to take care of. And um, Kaula should be making an appearance, if you remember her from back in the day, as well. But today, I am so excited to have my girl Gloria here. Because if you know this show, you know that she founded Hot Topics Live with me. This was our show. And so I'm always, always happy when she has the time to come and be a part of it again. So thanks for coming, honey. Thank you, my dear. I'm so happy to be here. You know that. Okay, so let's jump into it. Let's talk about my guest for today. Mm -hmm. He is incredible. And as you know, at London Real Academy, I get to meet the most incredible people. Speaking of meeting incredible people and the incredible things we're doing over there, there's a new course. There's an NFT and metaverse course coming out at London Real Academy. So if you haven't heard of it, go to londonreal.tv and check it out. It's going to be so incredible. But before you can understand that part of the crypto world, you should learn the basics. And that is why I have an incredible guest for you today. His name is Ankur. He is a doctor, but he is also a crypto educator and investor. And so he's going to give us all the basics enough to let us know whether we should, should we do it as, you know, everyday people? Or should we just run through the hills? <laughs> so, so we're going to find out today. Should we bring him on? Yes, please. Excellent. Now, he has a YouTube channel, you know. It's called Tomorrow Never Comes. So check that out, too. We'll talk more about it later. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you guys? Hi, Cor. Nice Hi, to meet you guys, good. man. I've heard so much about this show and about you guys. It's great to be on. I'm so yeah. glad you could make it. So um, where are you and what time is it now? I'm in Toronto, Canada. So I'm it's about 4.40 p.m. Nice. And Gloria? I'm here in the beautiful Florida, USA, 4.40 p.m. And I am on the gorgeous Pacific Northwest of the United States. It is 1.40 p.m. And I tell you this, I ask this question to show everyone that Hot Topics Live is a global show. Our guests come from everywhere. And it's so interesting to hear the different perspectives and that we can come together in this format from anywhere around the world at any time. So it's amazing to get to connect with you today. 
So I have questions and questions and questions for you, Ankar. Let's go. Let's but, go. but first, I, I am so curious because I know that you are a chiropractor. And um, you did this for so many years, taking care of people, and then you shifted. And a lot of people in their lives feel stuck. You know, they're afraid to take that step to quit that job or, you know, to take a whole nother career path. So I'm curious to know what made you decide to do that? Yeah, actually, that's a great point. I mean, uh, even for myself, I mean, you, you, you get caught up you get caught up in a, in a in a career that you get comfortable being in it. So whether you like it, you don't like it, it's all you know and it's all you do. But there's so much more out there and it, it really depends on what you're trying to do. I mean, if you're happy with what you do, great. Keep doing what you're doing, right? In my profession, I enjoyed teaching patients how to do, how to get better, how to educate themselves so they can heal themselves going forward. But it's very time and very, very time sensitive in terms of it's one-on-one. And, and so the ability to help the masses is very difficult to do. But, but even besides that, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you got to know about your finances and those who are in science backgrounds or anything like that, we run for the hills when it comes to business and finances. I know it's not everybody, but for me and most people I know, they pick sciences because they don't want to deal with business or they don't want to deal with finance stuff. And that's a real disconnect because you should be in control of your finances. That, that's what gives you the freedom to do everything else. So everyone always says money is not everything, but everything we do runs on money and money gives you options. So if you don't know where your money's going or how to make it grow, it doesn't really matter what you're doing on a day-to-day. And so that's kind of how we get stuck. So that was kind of my growth. Uh, I've been in it for a while, 15 plus years practicing. I enjoy helping people. Uh, but at the same time, it was time to start to take care of finances. And so the pandemic really played out in terms of that's when I started got into stock market investing, which then rolled into crypto investing. So they kind of ran in parallel and that's where I hear them today. Wow. I mean, I never thought of that, that people would get involved in sciences because they didn't want to deal with finance and business because you do have to run a business like if you're running your own practice, right? Yeah, not many people think so. I, let me let me let me backtrack. I don't want to blanket statement that for everybody. There's <laughs> definitely some some high level business who, uh, owners who are practitioners. But at the end of the day, a lot of practitioners feel that the way I practice is the way my business runs. So as long mm-hmm. as I'm practicing well, everything else will take care of itself, and that's not the case. They don't sell. You don't want to pitch yourself. You do. That's, that's all part of being in a business. And unfortunately, or fortunately, healthcare practitioners are business people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's really interesting. How did your family take it? Or actually, let me back up. How did you decide to leave chiropractic care? Well, I told you pandemic kind of rolled. It was kind of a perfect storm of everything happening. I've always wanted to kind of branch out and do some other things. Pandemic hit, we were shut down for a little bit of time. Uh, So the investing portion kind of rolled in and then London Real, I've been been following Brian since, oh man, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. He had an individual who come on, uh, who came on to speak about crypto, Tika Tuari. And uh, I never never pulled the trigger when I first heard his interview. So that was around 2017, 18. So it just so happened he rolled around again during the pandemic. I love Brian. I trust Brian with you know his message. 
So I was like, hey, there's got to be something with this crypto thing, who Tika is, and I just kind of jumped in that way. So it, it's one of those things, like I said, it's just a perfect storm. I had some time. Brian, I trusted, brought on somebody who I've seen before, and I said, let's, let's just jump right into it. So wow. in terms of how the family was, I'm pretty lucky. The wife's she's very supportive. Uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of funny. She says, uh, stop telling me unless it's profitable. So I don't want to know. <laughs> like, I don't want to know all the ins and outs. I don't care to hear it. She's more hands off. But she's like, hey, if, we, if we're making money, just let me know. And that's it. So, so I've been pretty lucky that way. That's awesome. Where is my cut? <laughs> that's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when it's time for me to know what my cut is. <laughs> right. 100%. 100%. That's how she is. I love that. So when you made this transition, because I know Brian Rose, thinking of London Real and Brian Rose, um, he always tells this great story of when he shifted from investment banking into mm. um, doing podcasting and everyone, his peers were like, you're insane. You, you lost your mind. Did you run into anything like that when you were making oh, this transition 100%. with your peers? hundred percent. I mean, uh, there, there's something, I can't remember who said it. It was someone in our peer group that says that they feel like they're the three-headed monster in the room. Everyone looks at them differently. That's who I was. That's who I continue to be. Uh, but it was more pronounced in the beginning because I wasn't really familiar with it. So trying to explain it to somebody else, there was just passion behind it, not much knowledge behind it. So you're really butting heads with people who, who they don't want to hear about it. But if they do want to hear about it, they want to hear why it's different. And if you can't articulate it, you're just butting heads, two people butting heads with no knowledge, right? So I went through that process. And then as people start to see the progression in your knowledge, and then you stop bothering people. I think that was one of the things. You just stop pestering. I'm not, I don't pester anybody. If it comes up organically, I'll, I'll give my, my opinion. You want to further the conversation, that's up to you. Uh, but I, I don't push it on anybody. And that's, I think, a mistake that a lot of us beginners make is that we're so passionate about something, you just want to push it down someone's throat. And they're not open to that. So they kind of just automatically push back on you. So yeah, definitely I had, I had a lot of pushback in the video. People would just ignore things I say. They'll just continue on with the rest of their conversation. I had all that kind of stuff. But luckily, it doesn't really bother me. So I just continue on with my day and we're good to go. What are some of the things that you hear about cryptocurrency? Because I, I hear a lot of things like, oh, it's a scam. Right. It, it has no real value. Like, what are some of the things that you hear or you have yeah. heard? Scam, Ponzi scheme. Uh, there's no real value to it. It's fad. It's hype. It's all these things that are wrapped into it. And look, if you're just going to read the headlines and you're never going to do your own research, it'll always look that way to you. Because the only thing that sells is negativity. And so all mainstream ever wants to tell you is that it is a scam. It is a Ponzi scheme. And let me be clear. There's definitely some of that in there. I'm not going to say that all of it is good, but same, same with anything in real estate and business, there's always good actors and there's always bad actors. So, so that's always there. It doesn't matter where you are, but if you don't do your own research, you will always just go with what someone else is telling. And so I, I've been in this now for over two years now, full-time in crypto. So it's, it's something that does provide value and I can, I can attest to that. But if you, I can't force that on you. You need to kind of be in it to see the real value. I can help guide you. If you're not open to it, you're never going to see that. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I guess I have some basic questions then, because sure. there's good and bad people everywhere. We know all kinds, you know, and every race, color, creed, nationality, there's good and bad people. We know that. And some of those people are going to land in cryptocurrency always where there's an opportunity to make money quickly, people or to run a lot of scams, people with that kind of inclination and intention are going to lurk there. So I guess, what are some of the ways that we could um, protect ourselves if we're interested in getting into crypto? Well, look, the easiest way you get into it is through Bitcoin, because mm -hmm. there's no one... Well, let, let's 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 think about that because there's the difference between the asset and then who you're getting it from, mm -hmm. right? So so before there's all these centralized exchanges, there's kind of it's like shady, right? You had to kind of go behind the scenes. You would give your money. You would just trust that somebody would give you that Bitcoin or whatever mm -hmm. asset it is. Nowadays things are so so much different. There's so much more mainstream, at least from where they were in 2017, that you can go on your your regular brokerage account, right? And maybe not specific ones, but there are crypto related ones that are just as big, if not bigger. So the Coinbase is the Kraken, the really big ones. You can trust that what you're going to get, they're not going to scam you for what you're getting. Right. So that's one thing is that really stick to basics. So I, what I always say to people is if you are going to get in, don't look at the, oh, I'm going to get the coin that's going to go a thousand X or a hundred thousand X. Like, don't, don't even worry about that. Think about Bitcoin and Ethereum and you'll be fine to start with. And that'll start your learning process. So there are so many places now where you can get that and not worry about being scammed. Okay. So what I got so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, Gloria, if you got something different, is that if we want to get involved in crypto, we should be aware that some people are going to run scams. And we should 100%. also be aware that we should start with um, Bitcoin and Ethereum on a central exchange. Can you tell me what a central exchange is? Right. Sure. So central exchange would be like any brokerage, like TD, uh, you know, if it's Fidelity, anything like that, where there are people behind the scenes who control the company, they own it, they profit from it, they make the decisions, they can decide to shut your account down, suspend it, they have all the control. You don't, you just make an account, right? So that's what is, it's centralized. They have a way to control everything that goes on that platform and anything that happens on the platform. So that's what a centralized exchange is. So the Coinbase is the crack and they're similar, right? You can you, you can breathe easy because it's there's a safety part of it. Like they're big enough that they can prevent hacks and all those kinds of things for the most part. You're safe in terms of the, the security of the accounts, but at the same time, they can do the same thing. If they decide to shut you down, they have full control and you can't do anything about it, right? But from a, from a, a beginner standpoint, you don't wanna have to worry about too much responsibility from the beginning, right? So make it easy on yourself. Go somewhere where everything is kind of laid out for you and very easy for you to buy or play around with things. And you don't have to worry about the rest. As you start to learn more, you're gonna to wanna to get off the central exchanges because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they own your assets. You're storing them there. So that means they own them. Okay, and that's not a good thing long-term. Kind of like a bank. You, you think that absolutely. money is yours. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, right? It's really the banks. <laughs> um, yeah, and, so, and, sorry. And, and with these exchanges, if the government has some regulation and they say, hey, you need to shut this down, they'll shut it down and you have nothing you can do about it. So, whatever right. you have in there could be gone. Right. So, but absolutely. You, you, that to me, that's the easiest way to get on board. Everything's laid out nicely. 
So a centralized exchange is a place where I can go and buy these these coins like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, if you, if you think about if anyone's in the stock market, right? They're mm -hmm. going to go to some kind of brokerage, it's centralized and they're going to buy their stocks from there, right? So mm -hmm. similar here, there's a centralized exchange where you're going to go on and it's everything's going to be laid out for you and you can choose what you want to buy and they will kind of hold it for you in your account. Perfect. Okay. And you said the smart bet is to start with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now, I got a question a, a lot and I want to know what your answer would be to that. When people ask me about a digital asset mm -hmm. and how the value is placed on it, um, they tell me that um, it has no real value, a Bitcoin or an Ethereum being a digital asset. So sure. what is your explanation for people to say, but what, when they say, but what is it? Like, what gives it value? Exactly. What gives the U.S. dollar its value? It's a network. It's, it's people that are saying that there is some value to this. So there is a network effect to the U.S. dollar or any currency for that matter. What does the currency itself produce? Nothing on its own, right? It's not a business. It doesn't create anything else. If you see now, especially in the U.S., what did they, they print out trillions of dollars at will. There's no value to it. They're just printing it. So what's the value to a U.S. dollar? Can't answer that one, right? So when it comes to Bitcoin, it's more about the network effect. What's the value? The value is the freedom. The value is that I can take my Bitcoin across any border. I don't need anybody's permission. Nobody can censor my Bitcoin. Okay, so it, it's, it, yes. But also to have a Bitcoin, you have to buy with dollars, with money. 100%. 100% you do. So as of right now, that's exactly what's happening. Now, will it become the reserve currency down the road? Who knows? I, I, I never, I can't project that, right? Uh, it, it's too far in the future for me to see that. Uh, there are some people who will 100% tell you that it will be the reserve currency, right? So if you look at gold, if, I, if you hold a bar of gold, what value does that produce for you? Nothing. It's a store of value, right? That's what Bitcoin is, but it's a digital asset. Now, for every day, all the conflicts that happen around the world, they can't get access to their, forget fiat, their gold. They don't get access to it. Even if they get access to it, can they carry it across the border? No, they can't. So like either it's confiscated, it's too heavy, they can't do. So there's all these things that it's really we're talking about a store of value that's based around a network. The stronger that network gets, the more value that asset has, right? And so that's where you're seeing with Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin goes even one step further. There's only ever going to be 21 million. Nobody's going to go in there and create more Bitcoin, okay, just out of a whim. It's all code. It's all coded. So that gives it even more value because it's a scarcity value uh, factor to it, right? So we're looking at 90% of Bitcoin has already been minted or produced, okay? So we're looking at maybe 2 million left for the next 100 years or so that's going to be actually produced. So that scarcity factor will continue to drive the value of Bitcoin that you don't get in any other asset. So it's kind of like supply and demand, and then we buy it with the dollar and it kind of supports it. 100%. Now, going forward, there are lower denominations of Bitcoin. They call them Satoshis. Mm -hmm. So will things become part where now you're dealing in Satoshis and not one whole Bitcoin or half Bitcoin? It's possible. But so there's a lot of different things that can happen. Uh, so, but just based on what well, one said, there's no value to it. There's lots of things that we own that have no value, but we give them value. And so, and so when you look at there's only 21 million and then the network that supports what's there, it cannot be hacked. 
the, the ledger cannot be changed, okay, and no one can print more, and it becomes borderless and censorless. It just adds more and more value in that respect. So people who are looking for financial freedom, this is an opportunity for them to um, get involved with a way to have that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even go far further in saying just freedom in general, because if you don't have economic liberty or freedom, you don't have much freedom anywhere else in your life, right? Like that's a very big portion of it. And don't get me wrong, like the, the fact that the U.S. dollar, you buy it in U.S. dollar, that's not a bad thing. If it appreciates 10x and you can make money off of it, all the power to you. Like that's fine. But there are those who just say hold it for dear life and pass it on to your kids, your kids' kids. and They have a different train of thought. So there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just one of those things you just got to learn about. It, that, that's the easiest thing to say, right? Well, it's worthless. It's it's just uh, you know magic money. No, it, <laughs> there's 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 differences that's involved in all so, that. So the dollars, the dollar money that you buy, the Bitcoin. So where that money goes? That's going to go to the exchange or wherever you're buying it from. So they will do what they decide to do with it. Yeah, they have all these little different things. They, maybe they buy a Bitcoin off of somewhere else off market that's at a discount, but they're using what they what you give them. There, there's a lot of different things. I, personally, I don't know specifically what they will do with all of the money that they get for the Bitcoin. I do want to make a very important point that a lot of people think it's similar to stocks where you have to buy one whole stock or one whole Bitcoin. It does not work that way. If you want to buy $10 worth of a Bitcoin, you can get $10 in that denomination. Okay, so I just want to make that clear because everyone has that bis misconception that one stock and one Bitcoin, they're, they're equivalent. That's the only way you can get one. It does not work like that, right? So they say, well, it's $40,000 or 50, I can't afford it. You can afford $10, $100 worth of Bitcoin, buy that. What, what do you think the importance of having these kinds of digital assets is? Freedom. I can go anywhere. I can put it on my little small public ledger. It's like a USB key. I can keep that with me. I can go wherever I want and I can access it with anything with that has internet. And, and I'm, my, my, my economics are right there. Okay, my, my fan, financial freedom comes with me wherever I go. You can't say that about anywhere, any other asset. You can't take your house or any real estate and move it with you when you wanna go somewhere. You can't do that, right? Um, when you look at even just currencies, your bank accounts, will they let you do that if something happens? So there's all these different things. And so for me, that economic freedom is the biggest thing. That, that, that drives every other freedom because you have options. You're not stressed, uh, you know, mentally, physically. It's not wearing you down because you're worrying about money, 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 because you got it all with you. And here's the thing I will say, while it is good, there's also the scary part that you are responsible for it. So if you send your Bitcoin to the wrong place, the wrong address, and you lose it, it's not coming back. There's no customer support for you to call and say, hey, can you give it back to me? No, no, no. That's on you. So there is that fear that a lot of people have that, hey, I'm happy with the middleman holding my money or managing it for me, even though they're taking all your money through fees and they don't want that responsibility. So, so Bitcoin to me, it's great because of all the things we mentioned, but it's that economic freedom that it really boils down to. Mm. Great. So you said if I was new, so if, if Gloria and I were going to go out and we were going to say, okay, we're going to give this a try, mm -hmm. we would buy some or an entire 
Bitcoin, if, depending on our level of comfort um, I'm spending, and we would get an Ethereum. You can buy part of an Ethereum too, right? Absolutely. Well, and that's the best thing with any, any crypto asset. You can buy whatever you like of it, $10, $100, $50. That's the beauty of the crypto is that you don't have to have one of any of it. Right. So whether that's Bitcoin, whether that's ETH, whether that's some other asset, you have the option of only paying. That's why this is why I promote it so much, because you can put in however much you can put in. Right. When you look at financial institutions now, as they're laid out, they're really catered to the very rich. All the financial instruments that you get, they're really catered to people with wealth already. So what happens to the little guy who's going to look at their money and give them certain strategies? They don't care. Right. So here, with whatever money you have, you can make a difference and actually make big gains going forward. Um, so what do you think about that, Gloria? Well, I think I'm still a little bit skeptical. Even I, I have some crypto that I bought because just like, like everybody, I buy a little bit to see. But I, that, the question I do myself all the time, okay, it's, a, it's another coin. You buy with dollars. And where those dollars goes, and at the end of the day, if the if it's gonna be more Bitcoin or dollars at the end of the day, so what is gonna be the coin the coin in the future? Bitcoins, so all the dollars where they go. So that's like a, a lot of questions that I, I I do myself all the time. Yeah, well, you gotta remember right now. I mean, they're they're using their dollars to buy other things. Right. Because we know as inflation goes up, your dollars, if you just keep them there, are worth less and less day right. by day. So the value of a dollar is actually going down. Yes. The value of Bitcoin actually is going up. Right. So just from a value perspective. But what do they do? with Maybe they buy real estate. Maybe they put them into a stable coin. I don't want to get too deep if you're beginners of what you can do with it. But there's certain things you're going to do, but you're not going to keep it as fiat. That's that you wouldn't do that. Right. So they're going to do different things with it. But where what happens in five, 10 years? No one really knows what's going to happen there. Right. Right. It's like, Gloria, it, when you go into the store and you buy a painting, right, and you pay them and you walk away with the painting, then they do whatever they want with your money that you use to buy the painting. Right. It doesn't attach to the painting in any way whatsoever. So your your cryptocurrency is like that. When you buy a coin, you know, you've purchased that asset, right? And then they do what they want with the money. The same as you, you buy a stock certificate, you get your certificate and you store it in your safety deposit box. With this, you know, you will take your, your Bitcoin and you will store it on your, your cold storage wallet. Um, which is, and maybe put that in your safety deposit box. I don't know where you want to keep it, but that's the kind of thing. So the dollars where your money is going, once you buy it, it's like doing any other purchase. It's to the company that you paid it to. Um, and, and that's what it is. Um, you're paying for that, that asset. And that's, I think what a lot of people don't understand because they're like, well, why is this an asset? Why? And it's, it's sort of like mm. when the internet, came out or email. If you are a little older, you might remember a time when there was no email, electronic mail was new, or when there were no iPhones or cell phones even, and we were using pay phones. This is a technological advance. It just happens to be in the financial world, the financial sector. 
And it was bound to happen, right? And it's actually very huge, okay? When you look at what's happening with um, these coins, you and you look at what's happening to, with the NASDAQ, which is where the, the, the exchange where they trade stocks and they keep all the information and everything, you can see that it follows sort of the same trends, right? And so you can see how this is becoming so closely associated with the kind of stocks. It's similar, but different, but it is not gonna go anywhere. It's just beginning. And so that's why I think at Linden Real Academy, we're so passionate about helping people get involved, why Encore does what he does and helping to educate everyone on how to use this to benefit your, your way of life um, and your future. The way I look at it is a long-term strategy. So when people um, see things that happen within the news and they think, oh no, crypto is a scam. Look what just happened. They hear the headline. They see the headline, something bad happened. But this is right now, this is current. So you have to sort of have a long-term strategy in order to not panic when things dip or things go wrong. And it's the same sort of thing. It's similar, but different to stocks. Would you agree with that, Encore? Yeah, it is 100%. And now it's even more correlated. So the tech stocks and Bitcoin seem to be correlated uh, pretty heavily. Uh, where I'll touch back on, uh, and actually you brought up a very good point, is that everyone gets so caught up in price action. Bitcoin is up, this, this asset is down because there is that volatility. Remember, it's a very new asset. It's only been around for 10, 10 or so years. So it's, it's as it gains maturity, it's going to have less volatility. But if you look at it, it's, this is really a, a technology advancement. It's an invention. So like fire, electricity, steam engine, combustion engine. When you look at it at that light, it's the technology that's going to change everything, right? We are all so focused on the now. Right, and human brains have such a hard time trying to figure out exponential growth. We don't know what it's gonna look like in six, to month, six months, let alone six years. So really it's the technology that's laying the foundation and why Bitcoin is such a strong point on that is because that's the foundation of the technology. That's, that's what came out of that foundation was Bitcoin, right? It's the one that's stood the test of time since the beginning of crypto. It's the one that hasn't had any issues. They don't, you don't have the scams on that network. It's not being hacked. So just that network, the technology that underlines Bitcoin is what's going to carry the next wave forward, right? So we got to, it's so hard. Even when I got in, it's all about price action. How much did I make? How much did I lose? Am I in the green? Am I in the red? But really it's the technology that's laying the foundation for the future. And that's, that's where you want to be. And Kia, you mentioned about the internet. Like we're sitting around 200, 300 million crypto users. That's equivalent to 1997, 1998 internet users. So can you imagine if you could go back to 1997, 98, what choices you would make in terms of investment, knowing the internet was go, is going to be what it became. So same thing here, all the conversations, all the negativity is based around an asset that's still young, still a baby. What's gonna happen in the next 10, 15, 20 years is gonna blow everybody away. Hey, Kia, we don't hear you. Mm -mm. 
and your camera is like slow a little bit, your connection. No. No. You're not muted? Okay, there it is. There yes. I sort of reboot my my mic. That's what happens when you're live. You just roll with it. Um, so um, what were we talking about? I got distracted. Uh, just more that the Bitcoin and everything else is really the technology that's important. Right. The, the point I was going to make was back in 1997, by the way, <laughs> I was really young. Okay. And I remember, though, the dot-com boom and all of that. And then it crashed. <laughs> okay. It was like a big yep. bubble. And then it burst. And everybody thought, oh, my God. And I know I was a little bit young to be watching all this financial news, but it was... Uh, but. I ended up going into finance. So um, I guess that was always sort of an interest of mine. So, but I remember everyone was freaking out and they were like, oh, this, you know, this internet stuff, this, all of these um, tech stuff, it's crap. It's a scam. It's, you know, and here we are now in 2022. And what is it? Everything balanced back out, rose. It, it does what it does. And it stabilized in our world economy, right? So, this is, I think, what we're going to see. If I made a prediction, this is what I think we will see with cryptocurrency. I think it more and more people will adopt it. And, and I think it will become less volatile and it will be harder for people to get in. And I mean, I could go even so far as I kind of have a negative perspective, actually, because so many people feel like this this is a way for the little guy to um, to succeed. And I think it is right now. I think given time and it's stabilizing, this is just my opinion and it will remain to be seen. But I think that those generally wealthy people will sort of invade this space and make it about them. And I think we are on limited time until that actually happens. As we start to see more regulation, I feel like that is going to be the trajectory we move on. And I I think it's important for people to learn now, to get involved now and get their foot in the door before it's too late. But the, I sort of have a doom and gloom perspective on it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I would say. What do you think about that, Encore? Yeah, I mean, there's, look, already, if you want to, the best place to look is where the smart money is, right? All the guys at the mass mutuals, the fidelities, any of the big guys who are the big black rocks, what are they doing, right? That's going to give you a good indication of, is this a space that you want to be in for the long term? Because they're not, they're not stupid, right? They know where their money is going to be made. They know where the best investments are. They know long term what's the, what has the best bet of happening. doesn't mean it's going to be 100%, but they know. So why are they in this space? Why are, why are the George Soros and the billionaires who, who they have no reason to be in crypto? They've made their money. They can continue to do what they do. So why do they allocate 1% or 2% of their wealth? Now, that sounds like a very small amount. But when they're managing billions of dollars, that's a big amount. Okay, so why would they do any of that stuff? So really, again, it comes down to research. If you don't know that, and all you hear is this scam and this scam, and, and even on scams, if you hear that a bank has been fined $150 million for insider trading, does anybody blink an eye? No. They're like, there's another bank that gets fined. Yeah, well, that's a scam. 
that fine is a scam. But we don't blink an eye now because we're so used to that. Banks take around $9 trillion in fees globally. Financial institutions take that out of your pocket. $9 trillion a year. Okay? That is where we're headed where you take less of a hit or no hit at all by being in crypto. So all these things, it's just, it's, it's really key it's, and, and glorious. It's like a puzzle. And you get bits and pieces. Okay, well, what are the banks doing? Why is that different in crypto space, right? All these little pieces tend to fit in of how it benefits you. Do I agree that at some point, big players are going to come in and kind of wreck the market? I mean, we could already see that, right? As it's tied to the stock market, when they wreck the stock market, now crypto is being wrecked, right? So it's a similar thing. But even to that, nobody talks about stocks being a scam, but they're all down 80 to 90%. Mm-hmm. So, so why is crypto a scam? But we're not talking about the stock market as being a Ponzi scheme. The government talks about regulating crypto to protect the little person. No one's protecting anybody in the stock market. They're actually manipulating it and making the small guy mm-hmm. lose all of his money. So, but we, but we just were so accustomed to those stories that any little bit that happens in crypto, that's all we look, you know, that's all we focus on. So I, I agree with you. I agree that there will be, there, there already is manipulation. There will continue to be that. But that's why it's so important to get in now. It's the first asset class that a little guy can get in before the big guy. That can't you can't mm-hmm. say that anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. And well, none of us are old enough to remember a time before the stock market, but there was one. <laughs> and right. that was also an invention, <laughs> right? But it was 100%. like to speak on what you're what you're saying, you know. It, we don't bat an eye when Bernie Madoff gets arrested <laughs> stealing and so much money through a Ponzi scheme and through the stock market and, and all yeah, of that. So the, the, the 2008 crash that happened, the Lehman Brothers, all that stuff. All that happened. That. Nobody, nobody says anything now. We're just like, yeah, that's that's how it works mm-hmm. in the financial industry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's just going to take time. That's all it's going to do is to take time. And, and this volatility is great for us, average or retail investor, because this is where we can make gains. When Bitcoin is, you know, some say 500,000 or a million or 10 million for one Bitcoin, can you buy any? Even the, even the smaller, out. yeah, you're priced out. So why not get in now? I would say this, even if you are the most skeptical person in the world, what do you lose by owning a little bit? You're hedging your bet that if it does play out, it's going to benefit me. And if it doesn't, I didn't put enough in to ruin myself anyway. I love that. That is yeah. such a good a good point. You mentioned something about gains. So a gain is what, what we're talking about when we make a profit. For example, um, say a Bitcoin is um, $20,000, right? And you buy it at $20,000. And then something happens and the price shoots up to $30,000. That is a $10,000 gain, a profit that you made on your coin if you sell it or you can hold it and hopefully it'll grow some more, right? So that's what the hope is for, for everyone. There are people who bought Bitcoin at so low and then saw it go up. To, where did where did it go? What was the highest it was at? Almost seventy thousand. Like, almost seventy thousand, right? 000, so yeah. so if you if you had bought, uh, imagine if you bought a Bitcoin at a thousand dollars and you bought like twenty of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and then it went up to seventy thousand dollars, right? Yep. This is what we're talking about, okay? And and, uh, and this is not something that happens, you know, all the time every day, but it does happen. So if you become a smart investor, 
then you can learn the ins and outs of how to take your Bitcoin and grow it and grow your digital wealth, right? And see, gains is what Ankur was talking about. There are losses too. Sometimes people get excited and they go, oh my gosh, this Bitcoin is growing and growing and growing. It's now $70,000. I better get one before it goes to 100,000 and they buy at 70 and then something happens and the price dips down to 25, right? Now a nervous person is going to sell. They're going to freak out and they're going to be like, I made a mistake and they're going to lose all of that money, right? This is why it's important to educate yourself and to learn from people like Encore, because that way you'll know the ins and outs of how to move within this financial space, because this is a financial space where you can make money, but you can also lose money. So find someone who knows what they're talking about, like Encore, and start to learn more about it and get comfortable enough to at least buy a little bit like he said. And maybe you're not going to buy and sell, buy and sell. Maybe you're going to just hold on to it where it is in 10 years, right? And see where it maxes out at. And maybe you'll just make some money that way. This is the, that is, I think the easiest way to invest if you don't really know what you're doing is to just get some and hold on to it. What would you say about that? Yeah. I'll say that over a four year cycle, there isn't a single person who's lost money holding Bitcoin over a four-year cycle, right? That doesn't mean that within six months, eight months, a year, that things haven't gone up and down, but over the long haul. And look, I'll say this, instead of following somebody, you can, you can follow me, Kia, anyone else that knows about crypto, that's great to follow. But the best way to learn is by doing. And this gives you an opportunity. There, is, there isn't a high barrier to entry. You can, you can enter with $20, right? And so mm-hmm. you learn. If you lose your $20, you learn something. If you made your 20 into 60, you learn something. But you have the ability to dabble in every single aspect and see for yourself. And so that, even within crypto, you're gonna get people who say, I hate NFTs. And then you get NFT people who say, I hate decentralized finance. Like every little sector has something where they're warring. And to me, I, I don't care. Like you should play in every single, like every single sandbox is where you should play, right? <laughs> Go on the metaverse. Yeah. And that's a pun. I didn't mean I didn't mean the sandbox, but uh, but you know, like just dip your toe in and really see what works for you and what doesn't. Because you can sit and and make opinions about everything. You can pretend like you know either yes or no, right? Confidently. Right. But unless but unless you've actually gone in and dabbled, you really don't know, right? How easy was it for me to lose my money? How easy was it for me to gain? Did was there any other value to this? And here's what's lost on so many people, even within the crypto space is the community is the biggest value. So whatever it is, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's ETH, it's an NFT metaverse play, there is such a strong community around every project, right? Potentially. And they add value, not even just to the the currency aspect of it, but what partnerships are made, what projects come from them, and long-term how they sustain each other and build each other up. That is something that you will never, ever see unless you're actually a part of the community. So that's what I try to tell everybody, find something. Now we talk about NFTs, people say, well, it's just a JPEG, who cares? Right click, save as, right? Wrong, there's so much value to it. But if you don't look for something that you like, you're never gonna immerse in it and actually get to see the value of it. You'll always just see the currency value. Well, did I make money or did I not make money? That's, I think that's kind of a, that's a bad way of being a beginner in this space. 
I've been there. So I know I've lost, I've lost. And, and I thought I was very smart during a bull market. And then when the, when the bear market comes, you realize you're not as smart as you thought you were. So it's just nice to put in as many pools as you possibly can. So um, I hear a term. So we talked about um, Ethereum and we talked about Bitcoin, which I, at London Real Academy, we call blue chip coins. Mm -hmm. um, those are the ones you just, everyone should just have some of in their, in their portfolio. Yep. Um, but there's something called altcoins. What are those? Altcoins are anything that's not Bitcoin. Well, it, ETH, is, ETH is technically an altcoin. So an altcoin is literally anything that's not Bitcoin, right? But ETH has now proven itself to be pretty blue chip, pretty big, you know, it's tried, tested and true. So it's kind of in its own territory now. Altcoin is really any other project that you're looking at. So some are going to be more speculative. You know, if you're looking at companies, if you are, if anyone listening is, or watching is an investor for anything, there's always a market cap. How much is the valuation of that project as a whole? Is it 10 million? Is it 25 million? Whatever it is. So there's a list that's created for these market cap valuations for all these projects. So some are more speculative. The high, the, you know, like one through 10, pretty solid. One through 25, solid. But once you start going over the 100 market cap, the 100 position market cap, you start to get more speculative. So really all coins is anything technically outside of Bitcoin. But now we've just added ETH to the mix. So anything outside Bitcoin and ETH is an altcoin. So I can go and look and see what the top 100 are, the top 25, sure. and I can yeah. sort of create a portfolio that's a mix of um, my blue chips, my my Ethereum and my Bitcoin, and then some of these alternative coins that are really cool technology projects that are coming out. Yes. And, and you touched on portfolio strategy. That is such a big thing in the stock market, but no one ever really talks about it in the crypto market. It should all because everyone just says, well, it's all speculative. So I don't need to make a strategy for it. That's not true. Right. So if, if you want to be stable and you want to say, I don't care about, you know, the, the week to week swings. OK, Bitcoin and ETH, I'm going to hold those those positions I never look at. I mean, I don't even care what the price is. And I'm going to hold a percentage here in stable coin, which is kind of like fiat. Just in case the market dips, I can buy something else. And then you get a very tiny portion that says that I'm really going to play with it. This is my play money. And if I 10x it, great. If I lose it all, that's fine. But it's a small portion of your portfolio. So having a plan before you start investing is such a key, okay? Because you don't start going wherever the next hype train is and trying to get on there. You'll only highlight your wins. You'll never, ever talk about your losses. And so you have no idea what you're doing. Exactly. Been there. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. So I'm talking from experience. And so once you start to really monitor what you're doing, then you can really start to see the big picture. Wow, that's great. What do you think, Gloria? Well, I'm just uh, absorbing everything what he said because I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm very ignorant on this Bitcoin. I do have, like I said before, but I have it there. So I don't even check it. I have, my husband is checking in that all the time, but I know it's there, but not into like a, go and see like for example the other day my husband made me to buy some coins and something like with, with a weird name that because he heard that it was increasing and I, I did put some money there and I lose a lot so I don't know like right now like right now when we, you was talking I opened my my account 
and I put like a sum amount. Now I have seven hundred forty-two dollars. <laughs> so where's the other money goes? Like <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is what I learned too. When you are only in it for the money, meaning you don't know the fundamentals, right. you can't stomach the volatility. You can't stomach when it goes down. That's when it really hurts because you're like, I didn't even care for this. I was just trying to make short-term money. And when that go, but when that backfires, that's when it hurts the most. So I tell everyone, it's what I do now. Look at the fundamentals. Yeah, because like, a, for example, in this account, for people to know, like I put like a five grand and now I have seven, $742.54. And like, oh, <laughs> where's the other 4,000 something change? So like you said, you have to have a big stomach for this. <laughs> yeah, well, let, let's put it this way too. Those losses you have are paper losses. They're not real. The only time they're real is when you sell. So if you were to sell today, all those losses become real. Then you really have $742, right? But as long as you hold those assets and they're good assets and, and the next bull cycle comes around, you're fine. You look at the stock market, people are down a lot more than $742, right? Same thing there. It's, it's just, it's only real when you sell. So in this case, I should just leave it to sleep and leave it there and, and see what happens, correct? So for people to know what to do when these things happen. Well, look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. It all depends on what you're invested in. Okay. Right? If you're in highly speculative things, can it go down another 30, 40, mm -hmm. 70%? Yeah, absolutely it can. Can you stomach that? Right? Now, if Bitcoin and ETH goes down, this is for me. And let, we always have to say this. I'm not a financial advisor, right? So I'm not, I'm <laughs> I was going to remind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can, I cannot advise anybody. Uh, and these are just my opinions. But <laughs> So, like, if Bitcoin and ETH go down 70%, what does that mean to me? Great buying opportunity not selling. Right. But if some of the other speculative coins went down 70%, that would drive me crazy. I don't want to be in them. So as this market has dipped, I got out of a lot of my speculative things because I realized I can't stomach it. Right? So you, you, you can only beat that. Here's the thing. It, you can never say it's gone down enough. It can't go down anymore. I've played that game. It could always go down lower. Your $700 now can become $100 tomorrow. <laughs> no guarantee. No, I hope it doesn't. I, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> already lost like four grand in there. So it, but if it goes down, what else? You know, already like uh, when I see them like going down, I said, oh my God, I, I, what a stupid I invest in here. <laughs> but you know, is what it is. Right, right, right. But if they're good projects, they will bounce back. Now, will okay. they go to the next, the same amount or will they go higher at what time frame? I don't know. I can't say that. I have a question for that too. So I can lose it all completely? You can lose the value of them. You're not going to lose your asset. So oh, if you're okay. so, so if you have one of something and it's worth $100 today, that one is worth 100. Tomorrow it could be worth 0, but you still have one of it. Right? Okay. And so okay. 6 months a year from now that can go back to 100 or 200 or 300. So until you sell it, your losses are only on paper. They're not real. Okay, I understand now. That's the beautiful logic. And that's the beautiful thing about this, right? This is why it's so important to research the projects that you want to invest in. If People tell me stuff all the time. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. I have this. And I go, okay, that sounds interesting. Why do you like it? Oh, someone told me. Oh, okay. I will go and do my own due diligence. This is what it's about. And when I say go do your own due diligence, it means go look at who's running that company. Go see what other projects that they've done. 
get online, use the internet, research it like you'd research a doctor that you're going to go see or um, a, a therapist, like a, a massage therapist or a, some, some company you want to get a service from, right? We will maybe ask our friends who they're using, take a look at the company ourselves and see if we like their services and things like that. Um, so it's about doing that investigation on your own before you invest your money into it and, and making a decision based on projects that you really like that are the same thing they, they taught us and, 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 and university and my master's program about stocks, right? Invest in, in projects that you like and companies that you like, you know, that maybe you use, right? So taking that logic and bringing it over in into cryptocurrency, it's investing in, in projects that you really like. I, I really like Polygon. Okay, I really like Matic. Um, that's something that I always tell people, hey, when you're first learning, uh, you want to learn crypto, go check out that. Because it's very easy to practice trading and all of these things with very low costs to make those kinds of transactions on this particular network. So I'm into that. But I, I could tell you that. But I would also advise you to go look at their white paper, which is a document that explains all their fundamentals out pretty much. And go read about them. Go, go you know, Google them. Get on Twitter, see what people are saying about them on TikTok, on Instagram, and then make your own best educated decision. Is it going to be a win every time? No. No, said everyone who invested in Terra Luna. <laughs> like, so, and I was one of so, them. And there you go. Sorry, honey. That's okay. So, but it's but it's a life lesson, right? And it's a it's a lesson in in this space. So um, definitely it's about learning, making your own educated decisions. And like Encore said, what we always teach at London Real, take action, get in the game. You're going to learn best through practice, even if it's $5, $10, just take the action, go through the steps and learn how to do it. And if you need help learning, I know of a very good YouTube channel um, called Tomorrow Never Comes <laughs> with a really great person putting content out to help you um, in this journey. So Encore, let's talk about your YouTube channel. What made you decide to become a crypto educator? Uh, well, uh, going through the program with Brian, uh, he's got one particular module that is a 10-day challenge to do 10 blogs. Every day you're putting up one blog. Uh, and it just so happened that that 10 day challenge turned into a four month daily challenge for me. So I've been putting out content for the last, I don't know, 120, 125 days or so, maybe more. Uh, and it just kind of snowballed. And, and the best way to learn anything is to educate somebody else, right? So to teach somebody, you have to know what you're talking about and it's okay. You can make mistakes and, and you just learn and you grow. So that's really what grew my YouTube channel. It, it came from the vlog challenge and then it grew into, well, I actually enjoy sharing this with other people because it's not something that's so difficult. You need to be a developer to understand, or you need to be heavy into finances. I was none of those things. I hated all of those things. And, and it's, it's something that like, this is what I say to you. I say to everybody, where in life right now, can you be an expert in the next 12 to 18 months? In what industry would you be considered an expert? Probably none, but you can do that in the crypto industry because it is so new. You put the time, you put in the effort, you can be considered an expert fairly quickly. 
can't do that anywhere else. All right. There's only 2% of the world's population that are crypto users right now. So you tell me again, in what part of your life can you say that you are ahead of 98% of the world? You can't. This is an opportunity that we just, if we just get away from our biases, still be guarded, still be cautious, 100% do that. But this is a space that gives you the opportunity that you can't get in any other industry and any other asset class. So that's kind of where my channel grew out from. It's just a 10 day vlog challenge. And then it just, it just kind of continued. So what can, if, if, if we tune in to your YouTube channel for anyone who's never seen it, what can we expect to find? Crypto content. That's, that's, as, that's as basic as it gets, but, but really it's about learning by doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I want to go through some stuff. I'll go through things of where you can kind of get some yield. Uh, you know, maybe it's six. I mean, it was on Luna. Right. So don't watch that mm -hmm. video. But uh, there's a lot of things that you learn by doing. There's a lot of things I show. I show this. Is, these are my wins. I also show some of my losses. I showed my Luna. I actually forgot I had Luna. And that's the problem. Right. When you own so many coins, you don't even know what you have because you just think it's so different from the stock market. So, and then you find it's a loss. So I go through some of the losses that I've had and kind of what things to look at and how community is important. So really it's, it involves crypto, but it's also about learning by doing and you can apply that to any, any part of your life. That's amazing. Yeah. I, what do you think about all of that, Gloria? It's awesome. I would like to educate more myself about this because like, like he said, this is going to be the future and we cannot predict anything in what is going to happen in the future. But a lot of people are talking about this, like the same thing that happened in 1997 with the emails. So it could happen also with this. So like he said, $10, $20, $30, $40, just leave it there and play with it and, and start like knowing and, and learning about it. I would say there's something also fun to do because you're going to educate yourself for something that may happen or is happening now, it can happen big thing in the future. I mean, think about if, if, if we all, you know, I heard about this in what, 2011, 2012. And my, my good friend was telling me all about it and saying, this is going to be huge Kia. You should get involved now. And I was like, how do I even get involved? And it was so complicated because it was so new. I was like, no, for no. And then even still in 2016, uh, was it 2016? Yeah. In 2016, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to kind of start learning about this. So I started kind of paying attention and it wasn't until I started doing, um, coaching podcasting that one of my students actually in your group, um, actually had a financial, uh, podcast and, um, he had a girl come on and she was talking about cryptocurrency. You quite liked him. Why can't I think of his name right now? Do you remember? Mm, I can't think of his name right now, but I want to give him a shout out. Do you know I, what I'm talking about? I think you, so. We hung out with him a bunch in London when we were there. <laughs> I think so, but I don't remember. Well, I'm very bad with names, but I yeah, remember so who, you, with, with, about <laughs> who you're talking. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we had this girl come on and I had to yeah. listen to his podcast to give him feedback because um, he was one of my students. He was on my team. And um, I listened to this podcast and I was like, okay. <laughs> This is, this is this is this is the girl that she make a lot of money. Um, it might with have the, been yeah with the Bitcoin that she put a little and she left it to sleep and like two years later, like boom. It might have been, but I just remember her talking about how much. It might have been her because I remember her talking about how much money she made. Yeah. 
from the time that she started in such a little bit of time. Yeah. Right. And she was talking primarily about how this was a new technology that was emerging that was going to continue to grow. And that was 2018. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think about people who saw this and was like, I'm going to get some of these in 2012, 2013. And they held on to them. Right. And it's just one of those things. It's it's now 2022. Hmm. All along the way, people were saying this is going to fail. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. This is going to disappear. It's a fad. It has now been 2020. It's 2022. It's only grown. Yes, there has been some hiccups along the way, you know, but there is with anything new that's this huge and on such a large scale that's going to change things globally, right? So I'm with Encore on the fact that we got to educate ourselves. Yes. Um, are there scams? There are scams. You have to learn how to secure your profile. You have to learn the right steps to be in this community to keep yourself protected and safe. That's important, right? But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't get involved just because there's risks, right? Yeah, without, 100%. 100%. Without big risk, there's no big reward, right? You took a risk, Encore, leaving yes. your safe profession. A lot of people freeze. They yes. think they have the limiting beliefs of, I can't, I can't do this. Or who do I think I am? How am I going to do this? I have this really safe career that pays well. I have a family. And they give themselves all of the, this resistance and self-talk that um, will make them freeze in place and stay, even though they're, they may be unhappy or whatever, or, or they might lose another opportunity. I'm just so curious, what was it in, within you, Encore that helped you to push past any of that and take this this chance. Yeah, well, I mean, the name of the channel kind of says it all, right? Tomorrow never comes. That's that that's something that the backstory there is that my father is an immigrant from from India, blue chip uh, immigrant, and uh, as when I was in my teenage years, you know, same thing: take out the trash, go clean this, go clean that. And my default answer was always, "I will do it tomorrow." And him being that blue chip immigrant, he never understood the concept of later or tomorrow. So he'd always be like, tomorrow never comes, right? And so it was a running joke. It's kind of funny. We kind of made it was a lighthearted joke around. Yeah, yeah, dad's going to say tomorrow never comes, whatever. And then he actually got diagnosed with a brain tumor. And then over a six-month period, I saw the man who taught me everything deteriorate into someone who was mm -hmm. literally less than a baby. And he passed away in six months. So I was around 19 at that time. And so his tomorrow literally did not come. And, that, and that's not specific to me. There's many, all of us have been hit by a loss, yeah, right? Either yes. current in the past or, or will at some point, unfortunately. And, and it may even be us, right? So now being in the mm -hmm. chiropractic field, I see all the people who've been in car accidents who have hurt and your life can change literally the next moment. Like and you have that. no idea, you have no control, that's right? Exactly. So am I going to wait until I'm 60 or 70 to reap the rewards and not have the health to reap any rewards. I, who cares, right? I mean, they always say that, you know, health is your true wealth. Of course it is, it's 100% true. Yeah. So, you know, your everyone's current standard of living the way they are now, that is your default. That is your, if you don't take any risks, that's gonna be you for the rest of your life. 
if you're okay with that, that's fine. But when you're 60 or 70, you may look back and be like, I wish I had done certain things, right? And what do they say? Those that are in that age or, you know, uh, on their deathbed, all they ever say is, I regret the things that I didn't do. Nobody said I regret doing that. They just say, I regret the things that I never did. So that's kind of been, and don't get me wrong, even though it happened to me in 19, I did not have that mindset at that time for a long time. You just kind of bury it, right? Life is on cruise control for everybody. So you just do what you're normally doing and you don't realize that 10 years pass, 15 years pass, 20 years pass. So now I just got to a point and Brian was a big part of that uh, and being a part of the program and the community there. You can't, you can't wait. You cannot wait. This is such an amazing opportunity. As we talk, all the things that we talked about, being an expert, making gains, learning, it's now. You have to do it now. You cannot wait. There will be a time when it's too late. That is not here now. Everyone also thinks that, oh my God, Bitcoin is 30,000 or 40,000. I'm too late. Not a chance. It's still early. So that has been my process. I just can't wait. I have no patience now. This is an urgency to everything that I do. Wow. This has been amazing. And I think that is a great message um, to leave with our listeners and viewers, um, because this is what I talked about at the beginning of the episode. You deserving to live your best possible life, but you have to create it. You have to give it to yourself by taking action and without risking it, there's no reward. So your option is to stay stuck or to make some sort of change that can um, improve your quality of life. And there are certainly resistance factors that could be financial or environmental or mental or emotional or familial, right? But we have to recognize that this is our shot. This is our lifetime. And what you were talking about is regret theory, right? If you can, you can Google it, Google regret theory if you like, but you'll see that Ankar explained it. When you're 80 years old and you're looking back at your life, are you going to regret that you didn't do the thing that you dreamt of doing or wanted to do, or were so scared of doing? Probably. So tomorrow never comes. Do it today. Start learning about crypto today. Get involved today. Uh, Change your job today. You know, change your life in some way today, start learning that thing you always said you wanted to learn, you know, or, or that, that cool, you know, activity you always wanted to, to do, you know, life, life happens quickly. You know, what is the most thing that I like about this episode today? The part, the part of you being so powerful to say, I'm going to leave this job that is secure me, secure my family, and I'm going to go through this. Because a lot of people right now, they're afraid to do that. So you had the courage to do that. And you are as such inspiration for a lot of people today that is listening to us to see that you changed the whole thing and in something that a lot of people are talking that is like a scam and this negative stuff, but you still believe in that and you still, you still doing. So I really happy to, to meet you today because you have a lot, a lot of positive impact today, even for myself, like, wow, he leave his career and he's moving on 
and his journey of something very new. And I like that story from you. Thank you to share that. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. You guys are an inspiration for what you do here and all the guests that you have. So uh, it's just an honor to be on here. Thank you so much. We learned so much today. Yes. We did really. If you were paying attention, you learned exactly how to set up your portfolio in crypto, what it is, um, how to pr protect yourself, how to pick your coins. <laughs> there was so much value that you provided here. And um, and the truth is, is crypto a scam? I don't think so. Are there scams in it? Yes. And everything, there's scams. Yes. Everything in life. So with that said, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners and viewers before we part ways today, Encore? Yeah, I just want people to take action. Uh, I, not everyone has to leave their job. Everyone has different financial mm -hmm. stresses. Mm -hmm. Take some time. You know, if, you, if you're doing 40, 60 hours working on for somebody else, you can do two to three hours for yourself. Right. So you can play, yes. you can dabble without leaving. I don't, I don't take that lightly to just leave your job and go to crypto or something. No, do what you need to do to put food on your table and take care of your family. At the same time, understand that if you don't change anything, you will always be stuck in what you're doing right now. Yes. To add to that too, it may not even be crypto we're talking about. It yeah, could be, you know, that, that business you want to start. It could be working your nine to five and then spending an hour a day working on your side hustle yes. to, in or, with the goal of, you know, changing your life or changing careers. So obviously you have to make it work for you, but it's, it's not just about crypto. It's about anything, anything. how you can better yourself. And if you want to be an expert on anything, they say, Spend an hour a day doing it, right? Give yourself half an hour to an hour to do this thing. So if you want to become an expert on cryptocurrency, spend a half an hour to an hour learning about it. Yes. A good place to start is LondonReal.tv yes, <laughs> or LondonReal on YouTube. And go find that channel and start watching all of that, what I call DeFi Reel episodes. <laughs> and um, and you'll start hearing these interviews by people who are running these companies and creating this whole ecosystem. And they're great interviews and they're very in informative. And you could learn a whole lot about what to invest in and who's running those companies and how they're managing them just by watching those episodes. And if that gets you really interested and you're re ready to sit, make a very big plunge, then come join us at London Real Academy. You might have me as a coach and I can help you learn a lot more about crypto in our, our four-week program. And we have two, we have another one. So if you're interested in metaverse, which is um, gaming and, and um, virtual reality, um, then and NFTs and all of that stuff that we talked about a bit earlier, then we have also a new course there, which I don't get paid for saying that, by the way. I'm just telling you because <laughs> it's good. It's it's good shit, okay? And I'm sharing it with you because I see it help people on the regular every single day. In fact, it helped both of these two people you see here and myself included. So I'm just sharing it with you. Um, go to LondonReal.tv to find out more about any of those things. And if you have questions for Encore, you can uh, send me a message 
and um, through the Hot Topics Live Facebook page or comment on the video. And I will make sure you get those questions answered, as well as I want to remind you to um, go and check out Tomorrow Never Comes and subscribe and watch some content with Encore. If you loved him here today, you will probably really enjoy everything that he's putting out and he can really help you learn. And, um, and I hope you take a chance, whether it's in crypto or making your life feel more amazing. Thank you, Ankur. This was amazing, the information you that you give me. us. Thank you. Well, Ankur, I do want to thank you for coming so much. It has been incredible. I am going to put you in the green room. If you have time for a proper goodbye, uh, I will wrap the show and I will see you there shortly. If you have to go, I respect that. You know, I'll catch up with you again really soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank see you, you guys again. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetie. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Yes. I hope it helped a lot of people. Yes, it will. Because a lot of people wants to know about this. And um, there's a lot of information that need to be done or need to be given to people so people start trusting more and more about this Bitcoin. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit skeptical, but I do have some, <laughs> that, you know... <laughs> You know, I have some, so, you know. Well, I think the best way to learn is like what Encore said, is by doing. And, and you understand it a little bit more. Yes. Um, you And like you learned a lot here today. You learned that you're, you're not really out. <laughs> you, you didn't lose all that money you thought you lost. Okay. It will come back to you if, if the coin per, performs well. We'll right. just say that. There's a chance that we'll come back to you if the the coin performs well. Of course, of course, there's a chance that it could go to zero, but you still have the asset. And until you sell it, you're fine. Yes. So, and I think that's really important um, to know for people too, because I think that's a lot of fear. Like, oh, if I lose money, then I'm screwed. Well, only if you sell it. Right. Really. So. Or if the the coin loses all its value forever, which I haven't, I I haven't experienced personally. So, yeah, no, I have I have experienced some losses. Oh. <laughs> I have swapped some coins out because I'm like, this is crap. This this coin is not doing anything. And I really researched the company and I really liked what they were doing. But time, I kept the coin for a year, and I'm like, it's not doing anything. It's I listen. Amazing. I I listen to my. You know, <laughs> so, but anyways, well, Gloria, I want to tell you, thank you so much for jumping on to co-host with me today. It's always fun to do Hot Topics Live with you. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. And you know, I always would be here when you invite me. Aw. And so what's up? What's up with your shows? What's up with, uh, are you still rebranding? Let's tell everybody I where still. they can find you. Yes, I still. Well, I have a, a show on Wednesday, two shows on Wednesday, one in the morning that's in Espanol and one at 3 p.m. In the morning is 8 a.m. Easter time, Miami time. And the other one in, in English is at 3 p.m. Easter time. And I talk about just depression, anxiety, and PTSD. 
and with different views, different backgrounds of different guests, how they know about how how much they know about depression, if they have depression, how they overcome depression, how successful they are with depression, or like all kind of subjects about depression and anxiety. And everything is based in my true story that I was held uh, kidnapped and held in captivity for 90 days. So I I I feel all those emotions and I overcome them also through my life. So that's is exactly what I talk about in my podcast. And the name of the show is Unbreakable Life with Glory, the podcast. And you can see them in Facebook and YouTube. And you can find me as a Gloria Goldberg. And also I'm writing my book that is going to launch next year. It got a little bit behind. Like always, when you do a book, you always have a delay. But, you know, the time is perfect. And if it didn't happen this year, it will happen next year. So let's see. We will both have books that come out next year. <laughs> yeah, Excited. you're right. And the Female Veterans Podcast book is going to come out next year. And I'm going to editing in, in July. The oh, last yeah. chapters are coming in in June. And then we go, we move forward. So it's really exciting times. Yeah. Um, but I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for Unbreakable Life with Glory. Listen to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Go and support her show. And um, you can follow her to learn more and more and more about it. Um, you can follow her uh, to learn more and more about it um, on her Instagram. She does amazing stories every single day that are real, that are authentic. And um, she also promotes her shows there so you can know, be reminded of what time they come on and everything like that. So you can follow her there and, um, and, and get all of her wonderful content. And if you know someone who suffers with anxiety and depression, this is going to be a great show for them. Or if you yourself have dealt with it, this is going to be a great show for them because it's also inspiring as to how to live with it and still lead a successful life. So amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I know your show is amazing. And you know, we also, I don't know if you read the text that Sonia Koto sent to us, that about the ketamine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's coming on Hot Topics. Yeah, She will be on, um, she's going to come on Hot Topics, but she's going on the Female Veterans Podcast first. So she's going to be on both shows. So yeah. yeah, She's also going to be an unbreakable life with glory too. Yeah. Yes. yes. So we're going to talk about ketamine infusion. Ketamine. Yes. Um, next, I have a lot of really cool guests lined up for the next coming weeks. I know I've been sort of off of hot topics since I had COVID and I was traveling and all of these things. So we're getting back on track. We have more great guests and episodes for you coming up to help you feel inspired. And with me coming with your weekly reminder that you are amazing. You're an awesome human being. You deserve to live your best possible life and um, sharing love with you every single week. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me here um, at any of those places. Uh, All my modeling pictures and the fun photo shoots I do are on at creativity with positive messages that I like to put out in the world. Hot Topics, the podcast is going through a process right now, but We're still on Instagram and you can follow us there and the female veterans podcast. If you or someone, you know, or a female veteran or a woman who's interested in what women experience while serving in the military here in the United States and around the world soon. So um, that's me. I want to thank you for your time for watching. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. 
Um, we love you guys and love you. we will see you next week. Bye Thank for now. You.